Veterans Path, helping veterans find peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor through practical tools like meditation and mindfulness, physical and outdoor experiences, and a community of camaraderie. I'm John McCaskill, a Navy SEAL commander turned mindfulness teacher. Here on the Veterans Path podcast, I interview veterans, athletes, corporate leaders, and many others who found peace through the practices of meditation and mindfulness, breaking down the stigma of pursuing mental health and making it a priority, improving and saving lives. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good day. I'm John McCaskill, and my guest today is Sabrina, Sabrina Runbeck. Sabrina is a surgical advanced practice provider with a background in public health and neuroscience. She is also a peak performance expert. Sabrina noticed that there are people in the healthcare arena who love their work and are able to always make it to their workout classes, go to brunch or to happy hour with family and friends, while the rest of the professionals are grinding by day to day, barely getting enough sleep and regretting their years of hard work, only to find themselves exhausted and unfulfilled. She learned to say no to 80 plus hour work weeks where she felt worn out, underappreciated and misunderstood, and now says yes to a life and career that elevates her energy and passion without compromising her health and sanity. Now she is on a mission to help millennial professionals, especially women in healthcare, to reduce stress, restore wellness, and reboot productivity so that they can do both, be powerhouses in their careers, and live a meaningful and exciting life. She believes everyone has the inner ability to gain more control and find life's satisfactions. She says, they just need to say no to almost everything so that they can live a life full of heck yes. We're going to learn a lot more about Sabrina, her work as a healthcare provider, and now as a peak performance professional, and what made her change her ways. And that's all here in today's episode of the Veterans Path Podcast. But before we jump into the conversation with Sabrina, I'll go ahead and stop here for a quick plug for our sponsors. All right, welcome back. As mentioned in the intro, my guest today is surgical advanced practice provider, Sabrina Runbeck. Welcome to the show, Sabrina. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I heard your story a while back on the Mindfulness Mode podcast, and I actually re-listened to it this morning. And I thought, okay, I've got to get a hold of her and get her story on the show because I think that it is so important to share the lessons that you've learned in your process. Uh, So I'm super excited to be speaking with you and for our listeners to hear your story. Yes, really. uh, Thank you for having me here. And I think everyone has a story to tell and we can learn from every single one of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we get into questions, the way that I'm starting every show is I'm letting our listeners and our guests know what we do at Veterans Path and why we're doing this show. So Veterans Path, what we do is we introduce veterans to meditation and mindfulness, typically in outdoor settings, so that they can rediscover peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. And that's where the word path in our name comes from, peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor. And the point of this podcast is to make people more aware of what we do to increase support of and attendance at our retreats, while simultaneously reducing the stigma around seeking mental health support. 
listeners can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. So that all out of the way. In the intro, Sabrina, I covered a little bit about your professional career, as you heard, um, and we're going to get into that obviously here uh, more in, in a bit. But for our listeners, what else can you tell us about Sabrina Runbeck that's not in your bio? <laughs> yeah, so my turning point really started about four years ago. There I was having a fever, a 101 degree performing heart surgery. I wondered how could my childhood passion working in medicine and living the American dream have turned into such an unhealthy reality. When I called in sick the next day, my manager made me feel like I was inconvenience him for just taking care of myself. Then a few weeks later, I treat a young man who needed a forward open heart surgery. He had failed to report new symptoms because he thought they were small and insignificant. And that's when I realized that there were small and insignificant issues I need to address in my own life before I too become a patient. So I used to say yes to almost everything because society teaches us to be polite so that we are liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. However, when we say yes to the things that do not align with our core value, we might become reasonable, unable to deliver quality results or keep our promises with our family, friends, or work. These distracting yeses takes away our precious time, energy, and sanity. I really believe that many people who are ambitious, like most of us, are working in the area that we're passionate about, but all share similar struggles. So we all work so hard to get to where we are right now. We didn't do it just to hate every moment that we've been working. We'll just give up and jump ship to a different field. <laughs> uh, absolutely, and uh, so just for our, for our listeners, you're you're um, uh, a PA, is that correct? Yes. And uh, you're working in the in the heart surgery arena. What is it as a PA? Uh, I, I know because my wife's actually an orthopedic PA. But for our listeners who may not be aware of what you're doing in the heart surgery arena as a PA, what is your your day-to-day actually look like in that world? Yeah, so as a heart and lung surgery PA, we actually have a lot more autonomy. So we get to diagnose, treat, do surgery, see patient pre-op, post-op, and by including ICU and step down. Um, when I'm in surgery, I independently can harvest conduits, do procedures myself, and also in certain facility, we also allow to open chest, close, and pretty much we are the main person being with our surgeons doing the whole surgery. And we also help out our fellows uh, as a whole team and collaboratively working with other nurses, social worker to take care of our patient as a whole. So if you're um, on a day-to-day, you're maybe opening up somebody's chest to work on their heart. Um, you're, you're probably getting in there very early to learn about that patient, 
to talk with that patient, then eventually actually go into the surgery, then close them up. I mean, you're probably on your feet for what, 10 hours a day or something crazy? So that is, it really depends. There are cases can be really straightforward and then we might start, I get there usually about seven and case begins 7.30. If it's a straightforward case, we get out by mid-afternoon, but sometimes it get longer. Yeah. Um, so cases can go for as short as four hours, can be as long as, as you're saying, right? Like 10 hours if it's just a very difficult sick patient or even longer. Um, it also depends on if that case is a, a aneurysm or dissection or transplant and makes things because they're sicker, we're paying more attention to them. Versus, to me, a straightforward case would be a coronary artery bypass or a straightforward bowel case. But it's it's still a big deal. Sure. And sometimes I always talk to my patient about is that, you know, going to a surgery is not the hardest thing. It's recovery. It's actually hard. And I actually work in, in uh, the Veterans of uh, hospital in Houston. And it's one of the biggest hospitals in the country for veterans. Mm-hmm. And we have a larger volume as well. You can see that many people are super appreciative, but the understanding we're trying to get to them before surgery is recovery takes time. You need to allow your body to heal. But when you are pushing through this difficult moment, think about what is that new life that you want to go into? Is right. that seeing your daughter walk down the aisle, just able to walk around the grocery store with your wife without getting short of breath. What is it that your new life that you want to get into in for that, right? Mm-hmm. And I think also for the rest of us, that's the same concept. When we're younger, we're always asked, what do you want to do for your life, right? right, right. <laughs> it's such an unfair question. Instead, of, how do you imagine how you want to live for your life. Do you drive for this end goal, not just a means goal? Sure. So you talked to, uh, you're at the veterans hospital there in Houston. So you see exclusively veterans? I work um, exclusively with veterans, but I also work other private hospitals as well. Okay. Well, I'm curious. The patients that you see um, between both uh, the the veterans at the at the veterans hospital and then uh, the other hospitals that you work at, um, do you see a lot of heart patients that are there because the stress in their lives has actually caused physiological harm to their hearts? I can't say exactly for sure. There's a strict correlation, but there are many studies has been shown that way. And especially that uh, has shown stress has related to coronary artery disease, um, as well as just uh, high blood pressure. And women tend to have even higher rate of blood pressure issue when they're under physiological stress. Really? Um, and when we talk about, yes. And when we talk about stress, you after a surgery, your whole body is under big stress. Um, and those markers like the white blood cell inflammatory markers will be all increasing. But we know that's this normal body response. And um, that 
inflammation around the heart because we all move around can uh, cause a disease called uh, pericarditis, which means you might get this achiness due to the inflammatory response of the heart. So then we do have to give uh, medication for patients just to reduce those inflammatory responses. Interesting. Interesting. As far as the, that recovery you mentioned and the stress that your body is under during that recovery, besides the medications, um, what what would you recommend a patient do to help to to heal and recover faster? Besides the medication and uh, and some of the medically uh, promoted stuff. Right. There are many aspects. If we're just talking about um, medical issues, we encourage people to continue work on the breathing because um, breath work, um, for us, we have these little tools called acapella, which is you just blow out your air as much as you can. And then the other little gadget called incentive spirometry. So you're breathing in. I actually teach people, you do this exercise like you're meditating. Right. Slow, deep breath, count from one to six, then maybe eventually go to eight, go to 10. Uh, hold your breath for a second or two, and then blow the air out. So those exercises, the gadget will tell you how well you're taking your breath. If your breath is too shallow, then you're unable to open up those uh, alveoli, which is these cells in your lung, right. and could potentially lead to fever, uh, pneumonia, things like that. So, yes, I actually tell, talk to people about, yes, you're doing this, but it's like you're meditating. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. That's cool. Well, um, I'm curious, going, going back to the uh the kind of the stress that people are under and them potentially bringing them in you said you don't know if there's a direct correlation but there's definitely studies um what about the number of veterans that you see versus the number of uh civilians that you see at the other hospitals is there a higher number of veterans that are dealing with heart disease than than the typical civilian Um, that I wouldn't say is the truth. I think everyone's uh, risk at heart disease is um, equal, except there are um, gender, there are age differences, of course, ethnicity differences, sure. and that's been studied across board. Okay. Um, and cardiovascular disease is the number one in the world, no matter which country, which gender, um, that, which ethnicity you have. So it is a big issue. And sometimes it could be just the culture differences. People are not too prone to look for those symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. Because um, female have different typical symptoms than male. Um, and if you're not aware, and just like my patient, when you're younger, anything that you feel, you, you feel like your body is in the optimal position. So you're not really paying attention to all those smaller things in life and we somehow in a default mode thinking we can just push through sure. right doesn't matter if it's our health or our energy we'll just get by and when you let things go for so long and you're not actually addressing all the warning signs your body gave you eventually your body didn't stop giving you a warning sign and it could just put out yep 
Definitely. I, I mean, I, I've seen that in it, not just, not just in hearts, but in minds and your, your mind gets completely worn out and, and it just shuts down. Right. So uh, the, uh, the yeah. stress that we are under um, and quite often it's stress that we put ourselves under and you, you, you kind of covered that um, or rather I covered it from your bio and in that people say yes to a lot you touched on it a little while ago in that people say yes because they think that that's the culturally accepted thing to do so that people like you because you're constantly saying yes. What are some uh, recommended ways that you have uh, to cut down on the number of things that you say yes to? Right. So I have three major steps that focus on that. So number one is say no to vagueness because then you can dream big and cheat more. People, unfortunately, couldn't read our minds. <laughs> when we have a clear purpose and can explain it well for others, then they're more likely to support our missions and help us to achieve those results. So before diving into any new project, write a one-sentence purpose statement, not only for yourself, but how well you can elaborate and communicate with others. I like that. What are the, uh, what are the other steps? Yeah. So number two, I say no to negative thoughts. So then you can reclaim your mental power because even you have a clear purpose, every mission has roadblocks. So the unpositive I can't attitude generates the power and skills you need to overcome them. I recommend every morning say one positive thing about yourself out loud to begin a day on a good note. Nice. People call is now being recorded. I uh, feel awkward at first, but you'll start to see the power that positivity can bring. Right. Right. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we have many of our own thoughts with other people telling us these negative things around us. So are we allowing ourselves to put these positive messages into our mental bank account or allowing these negativities to deposit? And there are also studies show that it takes at least three positive thoughts to replace one negative thought three positive to replace one negative wow yeah and and i know that so many of our thoughts through the day are considered to be negative thoughts you know uh worrying about the 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 future or the past being concerned about something that you messed up yesterday and we can't fix and those are considered to be negative thoughts so if so many negative thoughts are there uh, and we have to think three times as many positive thoughts. It takes work, right? And you, you said starting your day off with those positive thoughts can really help to set your mind in the right frame for for the day ahead. So those are great. Uh, those are great tips. I like that a lot. Yeah. So psychology calls all those negative things uh, mental chatter. <laughs> mental chatter. Got it. Yeah. And then. Do you actually um, yeah. have a a meditation or a mindfulness practice of your own? 
I typically uh, do meditation before I go to bed because I'm the type of A people who I know how to generate my energy. So that uh, which I'll talk about next. Mm-hmm. So I really don't feel tired at any time of the day. I might feel like the downward trend, but then I will give myself a reboot session that I'm start going again. So what I practice meditation is not only to bring myself to the present, but just calm the busy minds that we allow ourselves to go in. Right, then I right. can go to sleep very easily and then fully feel rejuvenated the next morning. Yeah, and not just fall asleep more easily, but stay asleep and actually have better sleep while you're down. So that's that's great. Good exactly. for you. And then through your day, um, I think I remember you talking on on mindfulness mode about a drill that you do to tap into your prefrontal cortex. You were mentioning uh, something that you do. Could you talk to that? Yeah. So the third step of my note series is to oh, say yes, no. Of course, I'm sorry. <laughs> self-care lab. Yeah. I only got through two of those steps, didn't I? <laughs> and uh, that will lead into. <laughs> so because ultimately taking care of yourself first will allow you to give the best of you, not what's left of you. Right. Without the right energy, no matter how many productivity tips we learn, it will not go far. So these the daily stamina reboot sessions um, that I teach people are very many different ways that people can adapt into their life and into throughout their workday. I totally do not believe that for most people is when I finish my shift, then I deserve a break. That's wrong. If you already drain your complete stamina, your battery, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to recharge that. Versus sure. you continue to recharge a little by little, right? The resistance is less. Right. Um, and it's just same thing as taking vacation. If you already burned out, then you take a vacation. You're simply going for that escape. Instead of creating a life that you don't need to escape from, you're doing vacation because you love to travel. You love the culture. And then when you come back, you simply bring some of those positivity back into your life. Not feeling like, you know, now I'm stuck back into coming back to work again. <laughs> right, right. Nice. Yeah. 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 So I guess it's like yeah. a rechargeable so, battery, right? We can't wait until it's completely dead to charge it or our, or our phones. We don't want to wait until it's completely dead to charge it. Um, it's kind of like, so we don't, we don't do that for our bodies and minds either. Exactly. And if we wait to the last minute, then you feel more anxious. You worry about like, the little energy you have left. Right. So these uh, uh, one of the activity that I talked about, and it's actually studied shown to be the easiest way for us to shut down all the crazy thoughts that we have. Right. <laughs> Those we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, when we're just going, going. Of course, the thoughts that we had from the previous task, plus everything that you feel like you need to do going forward. And everything you feel like you need to do right now is bombarding our mind. Yeah, it's overwhelming. And if you're not able to be, yeah, it's overwhelming. If we can't be completely present, how can we actually focus on the task at hand and be able to do it? Maybe only take 20 minutes, but if we're distracted by all these thoughts, that will take a whole lot longer, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So to do that, it's very simple. Yawning actually is contagious and it's also <laughs> being found. When we do yawn, uh, you decrease the amount of blood flow to your prefrontal cortex, which is this area of our brain for cognition, learning, um, making decisions. Right. So if we're actively decreasing blood flow, of course, we're shutting down all the thought processing and therefore you're rebooting your mind oh, very wow. quickly. And right, right after you finish that activity, let's say you just yawn and stretch your body for a minute or two minutes. Right. At the end, before you open up your eyes again, set an intention for how you want it to show up for your next task. So now you're not only reset yourself, but you also allow yourself to focus on something that's more tangible as how you want to show up means, do I want to be the happy person? Do I want to show up as knowledgeable? Do I want to show up as a optimistic person? What do you want it to be for your next task? Then you have a goal. You have something to aim for. Nice. Yeah, I like that. That kind of the mix of, of the positive thinking that you mentioned before and then and then the drill with the with the breathing, the yawning and the stretching. Uh as far as the yawning, cutting off the or reducing the blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, I did not know that. And that's a really interesting drill. So yawning cuts off the or reduces the uh, blood flow to the prefrontal cortex and essentially allows you to um reduce your uh your thinking and your your monkey mind if you will bouncing around and thinking all these crazy thoughts just for that <laughs> that time that you're stretching and, and breathing and then reboot it when you come back and then you reboot it with a positive thought i love that and that's a that's a great drill thanks for that um so yeah um how uh, you you mentioned cultural norms and cultural uh, expectations? Um, I think you mentioned in the the mindfulness mode uh, podcast uh, you moved to the states uh, from China when you were how old? I was twelve. And how was that the cultural shift for you when you moved to the states when you were twelve from China? Right. Um, so from a culture standpoint, I think the Asian culture is more uh, restricted in a way, right? Mm -hmm. um, more more in the line of obedience. So it's good to know, uh, to pay attention, to respect your elderly, to want to listen to other people who have more experience than you. Sure. But also what I learned is this culture is also about individuality now in a way of you're not learning from others but we also need to be sure about who we are mm -hmm. so if we are unclear just like my very first step if we're not really clear about who we are what our purpose is for any task what our purpose is or our own mission in life where are you going you might take a path that eventually you feel like it's without aim or feel dissatisfied because you're just becoming a machine. You're going at it. You're good at what you're doing. 
but eventually getting bored. And worn out. Yep. Definitely. Right. Well, interesting. So outside of uh, mindfulness and uh, positive thinking, uh, are there any other, um, I guess, life hacks that you have for reducing stress and reducing the tolls that stress has on our bodies? Right. So there are many other things like where people do tapping, do uh, central channel breathing, that's as do meditation. But just eating, dieting is one of the bigger things that people can potentially um, not really seeing the importance of it. Even with the fitness training, the first thing we talk about is nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it's not even just about working out because the workout is just for flexibility, strengthening, and longevity per se, but without eating well, keeping up with some kind of consistency diet, doesn't matter how many calories you're burning in the gym, it over, you know, it overturns every, all the hard work that you did. Right. So right. be able to talk to a nutritionist and pay attention to your choices of food is very crucial. And of course, on top of just allowing yourself to have the ingredients for yourself, cooking with your family, friends, finding these recipes can potentially be a enjoyable moment that you're building connection with others. Um, nice. For example, you know, why do we think like go to happy hour or brunch is a way that we are enjoying our lives? It's not so much about the eating or drinking. It's actually just you're creating an experience to have more of a meaningful connection with others. Right. A sense of community. That's one of the things that we do at Veterans Path. So we're teaching the vets to meditate and, and be mindful, but we're also connecting them with other veterans who are having similar experiences. And that community piece um, I think has been one of the, the biggest uh, parts of helping uh, the, the vets who have gone through our programs. Um, so I, I fully believe in, in that side of things. Well, awesome. Sabrina, um, as we kind of get close to the end of the show, I, I want to put in a quick plug for your, your site and your, your three-minute free quiz that you have that's out there on your website. People can use it to help to discover their strengths and weaknesses and discover those hidden roadblocks that you touched touched on earlier in the show. And, and you can find that, that, um, that quiz at sabrinarunbeck.com. So Sabrina, S-A-B-R-I-N-A, runbeck, R-U-N-B-E-C-K.com forward slash assessment. And I'll be sure to put the link to that in our show notes. Um, as far as the, the conversation, Sabrina, what have we not discussed that you want to make sure our listeners take away from today's episode? Yeah, so I think to truly have a life full of high yes requires conscious intention and it takes practice. It's not that easy. And it's okay, right? Life are ups and downs. We all have very unique backgrounds and unique paths that we can go through. The biggest thing we should realize is that when we set a goal, if we didn't achieve it 100%, but we did 80% of it, we should still 
honor those wins of that 80% mm-hmm. and be able to pat ourselves on the back for everything that we have achieved so far and then continuously reassess where we are in life so then we can be able to truly keep uh, marching on our true path and not be easily swayed off. Nice. Nice. I just actually went through a a drill where um, you pair up with two other people. So I guess you, you part of a trio and you tell stories about your life, kind of defining moments, things that help to form who you are through your life. And the two other people analyze the stories and you help that helps you to develop your why kind of the Simon Sinek why. And funny enough, my my why, at least right now, is helping people or guiding people to their best path, which is uh, almost exactly what you said right there with uh, helping people to get on the right path. So that's uh, that's interesting. Well, great, uh, Sabrina. This has been a lot of fun. If people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to contact you? I uh, am active on Instagram and LinkedIn. And also for anybody who just wanted to have a quick chat with me, I do offer a 15-minute consultation and they can find that link on my website. And for anybody who really wanted to have a little dive into what their blockers are in life, um, the three-minute quiz can really tell you that. I actually personally go in to build out uh, graphic analysis and send each person a voice message nice. for their interpretation through um, personal DM on either Instagram or LinkedIn. Very cool. Well, yeah, I will make sure that, again that I put that uh, assessment in the, the links for the show. And I will also put your website, your Instagram and your LinkedIn profile in the in the notes. So Sabrina, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really enjoyed the conversation and I'm hoping to implement some of your your uh, recommendations in my daily life to help me find my way to heck yes. So, And, and I also need to stop saying yes to everything and, uh, and really help myself to reduce my stress level. So thanks very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, for everyone, for having me here. Absolutely. And then for our listeners, thanks for listening to the show. Please check out Veterans Path online at veteranspath.org. And we too are on social media. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and share it with your friends and families. Maybe give us a review. And remember, listeners, you can directly support Veterans Path by clicking on the support button on the podcast or by visiting veteranspath.org forward slash donate. Thank you all and have a blessed day. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Veterans Path Podcast. Please follow us on social media and think about sharing your story with us there and potentially on the show. Together, we can make mental health a priority, improving and saving lives.